0: All right, you got your camera, you got a bag, you ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. Thanks for joining me This is April, your host for Eyes for the Road. I was online today and I happened to go onto a popular site that gives reviews for restaurants, hotels, even has a nice forum to get some input, and when I went on the forum for New England, wow, I saw all of this just today. I saw advice on places to visit for the trip, for trip in the fall. Two weeks to see New England. Help, please. Uh, Fall foliage. New England itinerary. Itinerary help! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Uh, All of these. There were probably 10 to 15 just on one site of people needing help planning that iconic, that classic, that wonderful fall trip out to New England. Wow, I thought, wow. And here you've got me. So tonight, I'm going to give you some basics for planning an itinerary to one of my favorite places to visit in the fall, and that's New England. So as a lot of these people pointed out, it's kind of overwhelming. In fact, one person just to paraphrase, wanted to hit six states in eight days. Wow, six states! And yes, if you look at the map of New England, you see Maine, you see Vermont, New Hampshire, pretty small little states, and Massachusetts, and then you go down to Rhode Island. That whole section is small. Granted, it would fit into the uh, into the state of California or Texas very easily. But once you delve in and get off the interstate, which is where all the good stuff is, where all the pumpkin patches and the beautiful trees and the old barns, you're talking hours and hours of driving. We're looking at the best routes. You're looking at average miles per hour, 30, 35 miles per hour versus when you live in, say, California or Texas, you're flying down the road at 65, 70 Because these states are so spread out, and maybe where you want to go is kind of spread out. So I think, first of all, you kind of need to wrap your head around where you want to go. What part of New England? Or you could start planning by choosing your dates. For some people, the dates kind of become what determines what follows after that. If you're still working a nine-to-five job or working for somebody where you have to request vacation time, and vacation time is precious in the United States, get your days figured out first. Ideally, if you want to be in New England for fall color, the upper part of New England, the states like Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, which I keep seeing coming up on people's radars, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the meat, the best part of it, so to speak, The first two weeks of October are probably your prime window. You're going to get color most likely those dates. Historically, those dates are solid. So try to get your vacation time in those first two weeks of October. Also, pay attention to where Columbus Day falls as far as your plans. On the East Coast, Columbus Day is a holiday, and most places out there, they get that extra that third day. So a lot of locals to New England that live in Boston, New York City, they'll take a three-day foliage weekend. And so you get a lot more people out on the roads, and you get higher rates, excuse me, higher rates for your lodgings, you know. And a lot of the lodgings are going to have minimums as such as a two-night minimum possibly even a three-night minimum over that holiday weekend. So I would say number one nail down your dates that you can go or that you want to go and from there then we can start planning the rest of the puzzle. So say you've got your dates wow you can take the two weeks off at the beginning of October wonderful then I would start by making a wish list of what you would like to see. What are you going to New England to see? Are you a photographer? And so the fall color is important and scenic destinations are important. Then write that down. That's a priority. Are you going to be traveling by yourself or are you going to be traveling with other people who you need to take into account their wish list? Maybe you both need to make a wish list And then look at those wish lists. Like if it's a husband-wife, sometimes one of you enjoys photography a little bit more. So maybe your list, you're going to have covered bridges, um, a historic red barn, um, country roads, a steeple church. That's what your list may look like. And those are just some suggestions. Think about the type of image you hope to capture. You know, sometimes it's fun on your list to, if you see something online, maybe you see a photograph and you see where that photograph was taken. You put that place on your list that you specifically want to go to that particular barn or you want to find that historic church. The other person traveling with you, maybe their priority is, I want some lobster. I want some good lunch. You know, I want to see... I want to see the Lincoln Homestead. I want to see, I want to make sure I get some cheese tasting in. And heck, I really got to go to the Ben and Jerry's factory, you know, got to check that out. So now you have some different things to work off of. So then you need to kind of compare your lists and start consolidating. Get them get a map, you know, you can also do this online. There's a couple different programs now where you can actually input and more than one person can input where they'd like to go and start looking at it on an actual visual map. So you can see how many places, how much time that may start to involve. Next, you need to consider most of us to get to New England are probably going to be doing a fly drive type of thing, meaning we're going to fly to get to New England and then rent a car. Your other options, of course, are if you're not comfortable driving, you might like look at some of the tour companies. And that's a whole nother discussion. But then you might want to look at what are what is available as far as tour companies. New England is not like Europe, where there's lots of trains and public transportation. So you're, limited as far as your choices as far as getting around it's either going to be you're going to plan it and drive it you're going to go with a tour company or you might there are some small companies or like myself I offer a small group tour and I do the driving and there's only a maximum of five plus myself so that those are pretty much your options as far as getting about now the next thing you need to think about is lodging. I think lodging becomes really important in this area of the United States, especially during fall foliage. Think about what type of lodging you want to stay in. And this is where also budget comes into play. Well, how much money are are you comfortable spending per night if you're planning it yourself? Again, if you're part of a package tour or something like that. That's all taken care of. It's all in one total price. So that's another discussion. But if you're planning it, lodging can vary dramatically. I mean, if you're comfortable with camping, there are some places that are cabins. Um, there are some chain hotels. So if you have points or programs, uh, you know, with your Holiday Inn, Comfort Inn your chain locations, you may be able to take advantage of that. For me, I really enjoy staying at the historic inns and the bed and breakfast. And even in this category, there's some leeway as far as pricing. You have your really high end, you know, luxurious inns, bed and breakfast, where you have your own soaking tub and, you know, some really special amenities. But I've also been very good at seeking out some bed and breakfasts that fall in the affordable range. And by affordable this time of year, you're looking at, you can still find a few things in the 100, 125 range, but more realistically, we're looking at 150, 175, weekends, 200 plus per night, if it's a nicer bed and breakfast, and breakfast is therefore included in that. So these are things to consider. What is your comfort level as far as your lodging? And again, this may depend on who you're planning the trip with. Is it a family trip where you have children involved? Some bed and breakfasts have a specific rule, no children. Is it you and your companion where you want something more romantic? Is it you and some friends where you may want something where like a bed and breakfast or an inn where you have a common area where in the evening you might enjoy a glass of wine, enjoy conversing about your day, that type of activity, or you're going there strictly on a plan and lodging is, you know, you know, just a bed and, and something to quote meet your needs. These are all things to consider when you're making your plan. But first and foremost, going back to where you're at, because the whole thing, I I honestly can get very overwhelming. It's wonderful that there's so much information about New England out there. I mean, if you look at my bookshelf, there's easily probably two, possibly three shelves just devoted to New England travel guides, magazines that I've picked up, information. There is a wealth of information. If you walk into a bookstore, like a Barnes and Noble, maybe you still have a lucky, uh, you're lucky and you have an independent bookstore. If you go to the travel section, there's separate books on Maine, there's separate books on Vermont, New England as a whole. And, And it can get very, very overwhelming, like where to start, what to do with all this information. So again, these are some tips to help make it more, how do I do this? Otherwise your other option is look for someone that will plan your itinerary. Ding 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 and that that's whoop that's where I'm this is where my plug is. This is where you may want to contact me and honestly I've put together some wonderful itineraries. You're going to get information from someone that's been traveling to New England close probably it's been 15 years. Wow, it's hard to believe that. 15 years specifically in the fall specifically for the things such as photography, eating good food, staying comfortably at a reasonable, what I consider a reasonable price. I don't go crazy high end, but I also, I'm, I'm not going to be camping. I'm not going to be staying in the hostel. And I honestly, when I go there, I prefer to stay away from chains if I can, just so I can really immerse myself in the New England experience, in that fall Type of experience. So, by all means, if you're interested, drop me an email. You can go to my website. Some of the things, though, I'm going to ask you right off the bat are pretty much what I'm covering here. What are your dates that you're going to be traveling? How long can you be gone? Is there an area of focus? Do we have two areas of focus? Do we have two types of interests? Like some photography, some shopping you know, and definitely some historic sites. Those are the questions I'm going to ask you. How much driving do you want to do per day? Some people like to pack in, you know, they just want to see as many, many things as they can. And they're kind of like what I refer to now as kind of a selfie, selfie uh, traveler, or an Instagram traveler, like, woohoo, I, I got to the Ben and Jerry's. I just want to hop out of the car and get my picture with the sign. I don't have to take the tour. I'm just going to get get my picture and hop back in the car. Okay, what's next? Oh, oh, there's the welcome to Vermont sign. Okay, now I got to get out and get that. And And it's kind of a 20-year-old mentality maybe, and it's great fun. I'll admit that's kind of a fun way to travel, but you're not really... You're not maybe coming away with the experience that you really wanted. And unfortunately, as we tend to get a little older, we tend to slow down a little and we tend to want to like talk to some people and really taste and see and smell what's around us. So that's where how much do you want to pack into a day? I see a lot of people on, again, I could throw all of these pages I printed off a bunch from as I said one of the sites online people looking for help people that have like so many things they want to include and I I understand that they're coming from Australia they're coming from England they're coming from Japan and this is a trip that they've wow they've really planned for and they really want to see as much as they can well that's great. But again, you want to to experience what you're seeing. And there's something I call a sampler tour. So there is a way to get a sample of everything, such as covered bridges. Uh, Wow, I can't even tell you how many covered bridges are in Vermont and New Hampshire alone. But you could spend your whole trip just chasing covered bridges, Whereas what I like to do when I'm setting up an itinerary, especially for someone that this is your first trip, is I'm going to pick a couple covered bridges and I'm going to pick one or two places, you know, a place to sample maple syrup, a place to sample cheese. I, you know, put in some red classic scenes like the red barn with the rolling hills Definitely a bed and breakfast or two. And again, depending on budget, maybe you stay at one really nice bed and breakfast that you're going to remember for years to come. And then, you know, again, based on your budget, maybe you'll stay at the super eight. Maybe you'll make use of your points that you've earned throughout the year and use a holiday in here or there. So these are things that need to be just thought about and discussed. But going back to that priority list, dates how much t- how many nights you have, and how fast, how quickly do we want to cram everything in, and then the lodging. I really think then the lodging needs to be handled next. Where are you going to sleep? Because that's one thing, sometimes we think, there was a time maybe years ago, back when our grandparents were traveling, where they could, they could get in the car and wow, we're just going to drive down the road and, you know, when it's time to go to bed, we'll find something. There really isn't that availability, especially in the fall. One of my favorite websites is jefffolage.com. He's also been a leaf chaser for many years. He wrote for Yankee Magazine and he has a couple places on his blog. I think it's on his blog now, I believe, where he talks about hey, I drove up, I went leaf chasing, and I didn't really make a reservation. And then that panic of stopping several places at the end of his day and trying to find a room for the night. Well, if you're okay with that, you can do that. Um, It may take a while. And as he stated, he really had ended up further driving away further than he intended to finally find a room for the night. But I like to know that I've got a bed at the end of the night. And if I'm flown here all the way from Japan, England, Australia, or even for me from California, my vacation days are precious. And so I, to make the most use of your time there, this is why an itinerary becomes important. You'll make use of your time. You'll maximize your time. You'll achieve your goals, hopefully, of what you wanted to see And you'll limit the frustrations, the frustration that, oh, my gosh, wow, there's really no rooms left in this town. We don't think about it being on the West Coast uh, of unless you've gone to New England, you don't realize how small. I mean, we're talking small towns. We're talking Some of these towns maybe only have one or two places to stay. And if they've got, there's a lot of small colleges, a lot of small universities. In the fall, you've got football games, homecoming, parents weekend, uh, people going there for the leaf peeping, of course. So now those rooms are like booked and gone. And just from looking online today, it's springtime here in California. So most of the rest of the country... Snow is just starting to melt, so it is early in the year, but rooms are already starting to book. Some of my favorite locations have already contacted me and said, April, hey, are you coming this year? I set aside these dates. Do you still want them? Do you, you know, what are your dates? What do you want? Only because they know for me with my groups, I need four, five, and six rooms and some bed and breakfast. That's the whole bed and breakfast. So it's important, I really can't stress enough to get the type of experience that you're looking for. Start planning now, get some help if you need it, either online, start spending some time researching, and start making some phone calls as far as where to stay. Now if you're trying to kind of hit some major areas, there are some highlighted areas I would think about Um, The Kank Highway in New Hampshire is a very popular area. So again, Conway, that area has a lot of lodgings, but with that large amount of lodgings, with that large number of restaurants, it's more congested. You have more people. Again, Columbus Day weekend, you could have literally a traffic jam getting into and out of and around just that little area. So you may want to choose to avoid that particular area on that particular weekend, unless you've gotten into town, you're settled, and now maybe you're taking a foliage train ride, you're walking, you're hiking, you're kind of away from that and you're using that as your base, so to speak. And that's another thing. Do you want to have a base, so to speak? What I mean by a base is, Maybe you've only got one week to go see Fall Colors. So you're going to fly into, say, Boston and then get to a base. And say your base, your one night, I'm not your one night, your one place that you're going to stay is Conway, then you can just plan to stay in that place for your four or five nights, maybe your six nights, and then take trips spoking out like kind of like wheels on a bicycle or wheels on your on your car the spokes you're taking streets you're taking trails you're taking roads out from that place each day because as I said New England is small and compact but the little country roads that you want to get off onto the attractions and the scenics and the hiking and the things you want to see is so multiple that you could, you could potentially do that. You could stay in Conway and then take a day trip over to Maine. You could take a day trip north and you could take a day trip to the west and get into Vermont. So there's lots of options. There's lots of different ways to kind of plan your trip and plan your adventure. So we've discussed... Dates we've discussed priorities whether what our interests are that we want to see. Um, you can go online now. You can use a mapping program. I would highly advise using some sites like TripAdvisor, Yelp, to look for recommendations on lodging, places to eat. Also think about regional magazines. You may not be familiar with a publication called Yankee Magazine. They have had a wonderful magazine, but number two, their website, their fall foliage website is incredible. You've got foliage routes, you've got photographs, you've got each year they come out with a suggested list of lodgings, places their editors have gone and stayed at places worth seeking out for eating and dining, even attractions, little-known museums, um, suggested train rides. You've got some wine tasting, some beer routes, so much to do in the fall. Also, Jeff Foliage, which is jeff-foliage, F-O-L-I-A-G-E dot com. Very helpful. He answers questions on his website If you go back through his blog posts and his site, he has highlighted routes as well, suggested locations where he's taken some incredible photographs. He tells you exactly how to get there. So a really great site. There are forums. If you go to, say, TripAdvisor, Voters, which is a travel book series, Fromers, they have what's called a forum where you can interact with other people that will give you hopefully some advice on where to go, what to see, maybe if the itinerary, I've seen people post an itinerary and ask for feedback. So these are all places you can do and go to get and do your research. But again, if you want, there are people like myself that will help you Sort through all this massive amount of information, books and websites, and help you plan a personalized trip that fits your wants, needs, and really hopefully gives you the trip of a lifetime. So I think I've covered it for tonight. Let me just glance at my notes here. I really think I've covered it. So... By all means, I encourage you, if you have questions, please go to my email at april at aprilart.com. Send me a question, drop me an email. If you have comments, if there's locations you'd like me to see cover, photography tips, any of that. And my tours that I have offered are on my website at fallphototrips.com and yourphototravelguide.com. And if there's a trip that you're hoping to take that maybe you don't see listed, please drop me an email. I'm more than happy to put together something custom for you. And if you've got a few group, a few friends or family members, let's talk. So thank you again for joining me. This is April with Eyes for the Road.